Today's scripture comes from Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. You can find it in the um, front of the bulletin or look at the screens above. The covenant with Noah. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Welcome to what I like to call the Eeyore season of the church year. Because when we approach Lent, well, it's such a downer, isn't it? It sounds just like Eeyore. I'm a sinner. I'm worthless. I'm no good. I don't have a chance. I need to suffer. I need to sacrifice. And our response is to give up Diet Coke like we're suffering. That would kill Sissy, but she is the only one in this sanctuary for whom that would be a real sacrifice. (laughs) Is there another way to approach the season of Lent? In my heart, I am hearing the words of Jesus saying, I have come that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Such powerful words. Do they have a place in our Lenten rituals? In the things we do for a meaningful Lent? I think so. During the sermon today, you're going to be seeing a slideshow. And as you do, I want you, go ahead and start it, Stephen. As you do, I want you to consider a few things. Has there ever been a time in your life when you needed a second chance? When you needed a fresh start? When you needed the gift of hope, of knowing you're not alone. Think about it as you see 
the pictures, also ask yourself a question. What does it mean for you to live in community? We are made to live in community. It's part of who we are. How well do we do that? And what does it mean to do that? Lord, we thank you for this time of the year that can be a time of renewal and refreshment. That can be a time of growing our faith, of growing our love for you. That can grow our appreciation that you love us and that we live under the rainbow. Your promise, your covenant, your love. Be with us in this time, we pray. Send your Holy Spirit in the speaking and in the hearing. In Jesus' name and for your glory's sake, we ask. Amen. Once upon a time, I don't pull that phrase out a whole lot because people automatically think I'm making up a story. It's associated with fairy tales and children's stories. But every now and then, once upon a time, there was a young carefree girl who lived with her parents at the edge of a great forest. Now, one day, like Nora, she wandered into the woods to explore. But, oh, the poor girl lost her way, and darkness fell. The girl was frantic. She was running this way and that direction and another direction and screaming for her parents. She ran and she ran. She screamed and she screamed until she could run no more. And her voice was hoarse. Exhausted, whimpering, she fell asleep in a small clearing. Now, meanwhile, the only ones more frantic were her parents. They were crazy with worry. They searched the forest. They called her name. They woke up their neighbors begging them to help join in the search. They even went to a nearby village and enlisted groups of people there to take part in the search. No one, as hard as they tried, no one could find the girl. And by the middle of the night, most returned to their homes. But not the girl's father. He scoured the woods all night, looking for his daughter. He called and he called. All night long he called and he called. And early in the morning, 
His hope almost gone. He stumbled into the clearing where she slept. Well, of course, he raced to her side, crying out her name and making a huge commotion as he stumbled over branches on the ground. All the noise woke up his daughter, and when she saw her father, she scurried to her feet and shouted for joy, Daddy, Daddy, I found you, I found you. Sometimes I think we approach the days of Lent with the very same attitude. We give up chocolate. We add more time to our prayer lives. We go to Sunday school and Bible study. Wait, I don't want to get too carried away. Y'all have to do that this Lent, so what I just said is true. Go to Sunday school and Bible study. We visit neighbors in need. We practice encouraging one another. And on Easter, we run into the sanctuary and straight to the arms of God and shout, God, God, I found you. I found you. The story of Noah and the rainbow. This story reminds us that God does the searching. That God does the reaching out. That God does the delivering. That God does the rescuing and the saving. Strange thing about this story. Some people think that the story of Noah is a cautionary tale, a warning of what God will do if we make God mad. These are the same people who raise their children to fear God. Do one thing wrong and God's going to strike you with a lightning bolt. What a wonderful way to raise children. But this word speaks to us right here on the first Sunday of Lent with a profound message of hope. One more time, God comes. One more time, God is merciful and offers Noah and the members of his family a brand new start in a brand new place, surrounded by the fullness of God's love. This is not a story that warns us what might happen if God gets mad. This is a story of incredible grace, of new starts, of the care of God. Take a look at the pictures that have been showing on the monitors. Some are actually local United Methodist ministries. Others are state ministries, national ministries, 
international ministries. Some of them have nothing to do with us at all, but I know United Methodists who participate in those ministries. What do you see? People offering fresh starts, new beginnings. People delivering the great gift of hope. People helping other people through those times in their lives when they feel rudderless. Have you ever read God's instructions to know on how to build that ark? I mean, the instructions were very, very thorough. God told Noah how to build the ark down to the last cubit. He left out one thing. God forgot to tell Noah to build a rudder. Just a minor oversight, just a thing that guides the ship. Think about that. The biggest storm in the history of the world and Noah and his family have no way to steer the boat. Trust me, God says. I am taking you to a new place. A fresh start. It's possible that God can bring us to new places and fresh starts this Lent. What if, like the people in the pictures, we did more to live God's life in our community? One of the things, there's so many different ways to do this. One of the ways I encourage people to do this is to pick a verse and live it for one week. Pick a verse like, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, have you stolen from you? Or let me put it more accurately, have you ever noticed how quickly you give your joy away and replace it with something else? But what if instead of being guided by what you're seeing, why don't you be guided by what you're feeling in your heart? The joy of the Lord in your heart. Make a conscious effort for a week to walk in the joy of the Lord. Let your love be sincere. Forgive as I have forgiven you. Choose a different verse each week, one that means something to you, and live it, bringing God's hope to people around you. There's all sorts of verses you can pick. Encourage one another. I have met people who have never encouraged another person in their entire lives. That would be a great verse 
for them to practice for a week. Blessed are the peacemakers. Pray for those who persecute you. Pick your verses and live your verses and watch what God can do. Help others know they are under God's rainbow too. And when they are feeling rudderless, lost, help them to trust God's steering. Now, you know what? The rest of my sermon is about Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Thank you, Audrey. Everybody, thank Audrey. We're going to get out on time today. <laughs> but it's not just enough for us to taste it. We live under the rainbow. We live under God's covenant. And this rainbow is for everyone. Helping others to live under the rainbow. It's a lot harder than giving up chocolate or even sweet tea. But it is the way to a meaningful, powerful Lent. Okay, I'll say it. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>